Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to Elk Shape, podcast number 15 with me, Dan State. And today I'm going to bring on a buddy who lives just down the road on the other side of the state, Matt Anderson of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. He coaches at Coeur d'Alene CrossFit. He also owns his own business. It's a meal prep business called RX Meals. And they make delicious food for people that need that convenience of having basically paleo-ish type food already pre-prepared. And uh, he's also a bow hunter. He hunts same elk ground that I do on the -the over-the-counter stuff here in North Idaho. Last year, he shot a wolf in the face with his bow. It's pretty exciting. We're going to bring him on. He's a very disciplined, fitness-savvy, hard-working dude who's actually had a lot of success at the Train to Hunt Challenges he can shoot a bow with a high heart rate like no one I've ever seen, and he's been very successful in all that he does, and he's a younger guy, so I want to bring him on and talk a little bit about fitness, a little bit about CrossFit, a lot about elk hunting. I want to hear the story about his uh, wolf kill with a bow, which is unprecedented, and uh, just talk for him real quick. So enjoy the show. This is Matt Anderson. Elk Shape Podcast, episode 15, with my good buddy Matt Anderson, out of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Matt, welcome to the show, bud. And um, glad to have you on finally. Yeah, finally. Yep, it's tough lining up your schedule. Uh, for those that don't know anything about Matt Anderson, give us a little background on on you. Um, let's see. Well, we'll start. I don't know. I was a big time into wrestling in high school. Um, went to... I don't know, wrestled year-round um, when I played sports in high school and then went into kind of after high school, went and tried a couple different things, um, mainly just lifting in the gym and then a little bit of UFC-type stuff, MMA stuff, not UFC, but... Um, and then found CrossFit a couple years ago and started just doing CrossFit and then now coaching CrossFit full-time and then um my wife and i started a business called rx meals and then um i also got involved with 
but train to hunt competitions and like archery competitions and fitness related stuff through archery. That's been a lot of fun too. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm trying to think how long I've known you. Um, quite a while. Um, a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. For couple, sure. A couple of years. And you, um, you recently quit your normal nine to five to be a full-time coach. Is that right? Yeah. No, we, so, uh, my wife and I had our first little girl in last year. And so, I don't know, kind of a lot of things were, we'll say in the works or up in the air and we were trying to just decide what we wanted to do. And, um, I quit my job and started working full time at the CrossFit, CrossFit Coeur d'Alene. And then, um, we start, decided to start our own business. Um, and that's kind of something we've wanted to do for a while, but never really, I don't know, never really put action to our, our words. So, I decided, hey, now that I've got some extra time, hopefully I'll start start this venture. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been fun. It's been an adventure starting a business and raising a girl. And my wife's been picking up like her job was pretty slow then, and it picked up a lot. So then it kind of put most everything else on me, which is which is fun. I like to work hard. So <laughs> that's cool. So all right, well we'll get into the RX. Smart Meals. Is that what you said that is? RX Meals. Yeah. R- RX Meals. Okay, so tell mm-hmm. us about that. I'm, I'm really curious. Yeah, so um, my wife's a dietitian, and I've always been into health and fitness and eating healthy and um, kind of training. And And my wife has a lot of people who want her, want, want her to write them meal plans and she hates doing it because they never follow them and it's a ton of work. Um, even though she's getting paid for it, she just doesn't like seeing her work go to waste. Um, and so she was, she just like, was like, well, I would rather make you the food. And, um, so that, that's where that kind of idea was born. Um, where instead of making people meal plans, but which we can still do, let's make them the food. And so, um, we started kind of small with a beta group, um, just cooking. We would pick four meals. We had a list of recipes um, to choose from that are healthy, um, mostly paleo. We do use a lot of rice, and but um, kind of healthy whole foods type based um, menu. And uh, started with them, and it went really well with the beta group. So we expanded to the gym, the CrossFit Coeur d'Alene. Um, and then after that, we kind of expanded to the area. And, yeah, it's been – I mean, we've been going for about four or five months now. It's been going well. That's awesome. Um, so basically an athlete can basically tell you, like, their goals, and you'll tell them the macros to eat, or will you – Tell them. Yeah. I'm assuming it's all macro based. Yeah, yeah. It's most it's all it's all macro based. Um, most of the, that's one option. Um, we do have like um, dietitian. You can sit down with Sharon. She's a dietitian. She'll just write you a meal plan, and we'll just and we'll say, all right, um, like here is how many meals a week do you want, and then how many can you make yourself? But here's your meal plan, um, and we can make you as many as you want. It just the cost that goes with it. You have to decide if you want us to make all your food every day, or if you want to make like your breakfasts and we can make the rest. Um, that's, 
And then the other option that most people do is they just order as needed per week. So we have a menu up online and they will order, say, four dinners and two breakfasts for that week. Okay. Um, and, and the macros are up there. And if they do need like custom macros or if they have allergies, we work with them on that. So we'll still give them the same menu item, just change it a little, maybe add an ounce of chicken and subtract two ounces of rice or something like that, whatever they need. Yeah. So it's pretty, it's kind of nice cause it's pretty small. I mean, it's my wife and I right now, and then we have a couple of people in the kitchen to help us so we can pretty control everything pretty easily. Dude, I saw some of the food. It looks really good. I mean, so what are some of the nutrition's not that hard, but it's just not convenient. It's never convenient. And not convenient. It's just not convenient. So that's where you guys come in, but it's not that hard yep. to center your meal around a protein source and backfill mm-hmm. it with some clean carbs. What are some of those carb sources that you guys are using in your meal plans? Um, so we use a lot of veggies and we use a lot of sweet potatoes. I mean, I'm buying sweet potatoes by the 40 pound case every week. And then we use a lot of, we use rice, um, probably 30% of the time, um, brown rice, white rice, um, kind of, we use jasmine rice. Um, and then we use quinoa as well. Um, and then we have a gluten-free flour blend that we use for things like pancakes or stuff like that. Um, like this week, we have paleo chicken tenders, and we'll we'll batter them with gluten-free flour. And mm. a lot of that is like almond flour with coconut flour and some like um, something like tapioca starch in it to make it bind a little better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's the thing is like we want people to know that they can eat healthy and still taste good because it's really easy to just like throw in some chicken, throw in some rice and eat it and just get through it. Yeah. <laughs> but we are, our, our, we want our meals to taste good. We want, we want you to enjoy eating healthy. That's awesome. So yeah, you're not too far from my gym. We should get you guys involved in Cross Spokane Valley. Yeah. I For think sure. We have a lot of members that, I hound them about their nutrition and it's just generally a lack of preparation, lack of discipline. Oh, for sure. And and people are busy. I mean, everyone's everybody's so busy busy. and it's just, um, so they make it easy. They just swing by your guys' little shop and pick up their meals for the week. Yeah. So we have um, a couple different delivery options. We, we can deliver to your door if you're in Coeur d'Alene, Coast Falls. Um, we have fridges that we drop off to, as well and so um we have a fridge up at patriot and hayden we have a fridge at cross at coeur d'alene um and we're working with a couple different gyms right now and um hopefully we're working on trying to get in to see you guys in spokane valley um maybe up up north a little bit in dirtus just see if you guys want to stock some meals or um because that's what we do at Coeur d'Alene, I stock probably 50 or 60 meals a week and they just sell out of the fridge. Yeah. Um, that's a no brainer yeah. for, uh, for, yeah. And when I'm done with the remodel, I'll get a bigger fridge. So, yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the biggest thing is we just, we, we require you to have a fridge and you have to like watch the temperature on it and make sure everything stays safe. And then, yeah, we'll start stocking meals and well, uh, <sighs> what's the website. So the website's get, rxmeals.com genius you guys hit it out of the park that's awesome let's talk about elk hunting yeah we'll talk about about elk hunting talk about fitness we'll talk about all that but uh you shot a you shot a wolf in the face 
with a bow. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> uh, that was fun. That was crazy. Uh, I wasn't even wolf, wolf hunting. It just turned into a wolf hunt as soon as I saw her. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so I'll, I'll tell you the story. Yeah. Not, not, not a lot of people have actually heard the real story. Because um, it's, as you know, the the picture and all that stuff has been circulating. And I've heard some crazy stories of people telling me what what someone told them and i'm like okay <laughs> whatever but um yeah so i was with my friend we were elk hunting um in the joe and we'd been hunting all day long hadn't seen or heard much i mean we had a couple bugles in that early afternoon um and we were on our way back to the truck and we were probably six miles out from the truck so we just started our way back and we were going across this side hill and you've been in the Joe, it's super steep. So we were side hilling across this really steep, thick, brushy stuff. And uh, and I was kind of cow calling. It was more of like a calf call. It was pretty, pretty high pitched, kind of not as loud. Um, I was trying out a new call because we were heading back to the truck and I wasn't quite getting the pitch right. So it sounded more like a calf call. And <clears throat> I hear something in the bushes, probably 50 yards off. And so I just knock an arrow, but I'm like, I don't know if that's an elk. It kind of sounds small. So we, um, we're, we, we keep moving a little bit and I hear it again. So I kind of just stop and just am watching down the hill a little bit. And it's like three seconds later, this wolf turns straight up 90 degrees to me like it's coming in from the left and it turns straight up and i see it as soon as she turns up and i just draw and shoot and like she didn't give me many options like <laughs> right between the eyes is about the only option she gave me and i shot through brush at about 18 yards and the angle was pretty crazy yeah, I didn't even see her go down because it was so thick like i hit i knew i hit her because she she kind of went oh and uh my friend didn't even know what I even shot. He's, he didn't see her at all. And he was five, five, five inches away from me. He's like sitting right next to me. Oh, man. Um, so, he, so he freaked out. He's like, what'd you just shoot? Because he heard it die. He thought it was a bear or something. And I'm like, it's a wolf. And he jumps up because he's like, what? And he looks at it. And it's, it's laying on the ground right, right where I shot it. And um, there was a couple others. And they kind of scurried off. I heard him in the brush. And... We went down there and she was dead. I know where you were. You told me where you were at. And that very yeah, I told you. that very same day, I was in a completely different pack of wolves. I was surrounded by them. They, they had killed a calf moose and they had killed a, mm -hmm. a cow elk. They got two kills down and they were like, they devoured both of those things fast. I mean, there was just nothing. Yeah. There was hardly anything left. I mean, and I could still smell the guts. And uh, the wolves were howling yeah. all around me. I'm just like, man, they are everywhere. They're back that, really thick. They're thick. That whole day, we, I mean, all we saw was kind of ravens and numbers like that. Those are wolf kills for sure. Just all like all spotted around that that canyon. Ah. It's, it's, and and I've been, I went into that canyon probably three times this season, and I heard wolves every time. Probably that same pack, or maybe there's even two in there. I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, I got two cameras in that canyon that I set out in August, and I've never mm -hmm. checked them, and they're still up. I'll be really interested to to go. Yeah. Get, it takes me a long time to get those cameras out. Like, yeah, no, so, that's 
<laughs> my friend and I, so a different time I was in that, um, my friend and I, we were dropping in from the, the, the high side yeah. and we went all the way to the bottom of the high side and then getting out. I don't think we got back to the cabin until 2 AM because we didn't drop into like uh, 3 4 PM and we hunted our way down and then we came all the way back out at about 6 p.m. or <clears throat> about about the time it got dark, maybe 7 p.m. Yeah, didn't get back to the cabin till 2 a.m. That's crazy. That's believable. I've I think I've killed one bull in that drainage, and I had six people come and help me, and yeah, it took us from 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. to get back, and it's just oh, yeah. it's just a long, brushy, like yeah. alder fields after alder fields. And people just don't know that don't hunt North Idaho. It's just, that's what it is. It's just alders and the elk, it's, they love it. It's like half a mile an hour going straight up the mountain yeah. <laughs> yeah. through alders and brush. Yeah, man. So how did the rest of your elk season go? Uh, so I got, I actually got within five yards or eight yards of uh, a bull, like second day of season when it was super smoky out. Mm-hmm. Um, He's brush. He was brushing a tree, and I was bugling at him, and he was pissed. And I went down because he he wouldn't come off that tree, so I moved in a little closer, and and I was close, and I was kind of set up, and he still wouldn't come off that tree. So I tried to sneak in a little closer, and he kind of I think saw me at the corner of his eye, and and it, it he turned and came right at me as soon as he saw movement, and so I drew, and he was behind some alders, and he saw me draw and took off but eight yards away when I drew and I was like, shoot. <laughs> and then the rest of the season, I had a couple, I just couldn't get them to get them to come in. Right. It's just, Oh yeah. It's just, thick. it's so thick and they'll come in like right where you don't want them to right where that's thick. It's like, if he was three inches that way, <laughs> I could just put a shot in there. And that's the frustrating part. I guess you, you are going to get some great call-ins but you mm-hmm. may not get an actual shot and more oh, times sure. than not. But yeah. Yep. This, I, is, so I, this is my third season archery hunting. Um, and every season I get closer and closer and closer, but it's so much different. I rifle hunted for two years before that kind of with my dad and with uh, some uncles and stuff. I, I was two for two rifle hunting picked up a bow and I haven't even, I've barely drawn on an elk pick with a bow. I mean, I've seen a ton of them. I've probably seen more bow hunting, but I just cannot get them lined up. Right. And I'm a good shot. So it's not like, it's not like I'm not comfortable shooting like through certain things. I mean, I've really, really hammered shooting and that just instinctive, but just like that wolf. I mean, it was like drosh shoot as soon as, yeah, the bead was, but yeah. But haven't you uh, haven't you won some train to hunt events? Yeah. Oh yeah. My wife and I won the national national championship. Um, I've won, I think five by myself, or either by myself or on a team, and I've gotten second or third a couple times. Um, so I'm really good at shooting and running and burpees and <laughs> that kind of thing shooting with a high heart rate and that's the one thing that helps me a lot with train to hunt or or competitions like that is because my heart rate doesn't get i don't know like maxed out 
when I'm when I'm working because I can kind of control it as I'm moving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of something you learn with CrossFit. You just you learn to move and breathe and control your heart rate and kind of figure out what pace you can do that at. Um, and then my heart rate comes down immediately, and I can shoot with a pretty pretty low heart rate. What's your game plan for 2018 to get it out <laughs> on the ground? Huh. Get out in the woods. That's that's been the hardest thing for me is to get an elk on the ground is in finding time to get out in the woods. I, I probably went six times this year. Last year I think I only went three or four times just because of work and that kind of stuff. Boo. Work and I know. So I quit that nine to five, but now I have my own business. So we'll see. Maybe well, I'll take weeks off. Hopefully you can figure out a way to I don't know, freeze some mills or get get some inventory or something. So I just need to hire hire employees. Ooh, tell, tell them I'm elk hunting. No, um, so we have two employees. We're working on hiring some employees, um, more employees. Yeah, that's awesome, but, man. So you're an entrepreneur. So hopefully by September they'll be trained up and <laughs> ready to give me a vacation. Well, that's cool. And your wife, you know, she's pretty supportive of your hunting, obviously. Does she hunt too? Oh, yeah. She's shot the last two elk. Um, we have a full freezer because of her. Because <laughs> I've just been eating tag soup. No, she hunts. Um, she grew up in a hunting family. I mean, you've heard of the Finneys, um, Luke and Gary and her dad's Jack. And yeah, they've they've shot more elk than anyone I know. So she grew up like that. She she shot her first elk when she was like 12. Oh. 13. So yeah. she yeah, she comes from a good pedigree. Um and that's cool that she she's helping put meat on the table. I, it would be cool if you guys could actually have elk in your actual RX yeah, meals. I, I wish that was Um I do I do know an elk farmer. I mean, I can buy elk from a farmer, but I can't, yeah. Yeah. I have a full freezer that I can't sell, but we eat it. But yeah, so I've been looking into elk. The thing about the elk is you have to buy like a whole elk. Um, so when we get big enough, definitely be on the menu. Something, something I've enjoyed for a long time. That's pretty cool. Do you think, um, as far as your um, CrossFit and training, and you're in great shape? Like, how much is fitness a part of your elk hunting? Oh, a hundred percent, like a hundred percent. I always think about it too. And I'm out there is like, you know, how hard this would be if I wasn't in shape, like climbing a mountain, like this is hard now. Imagine if I wasn't like at peak physical shape, like it would just be, it wouldn't be fun. That's what, that's the thing is like being in shape makes elk, elk hunting deep in the backcountry fun instead of like hard. I mean, it's still it's still hard, but it's fun hard. Yeah, that's huge. So, how do you stay motivated? Like, what's your driver? I mean, are, is it CrossFit and you're trying to compete at CrossFit, or is it just what's your why? Um, I don't know. I think I've always been pretty driven to be the the best. Um, even when I wrestled and went in CrossFit, and just I think that's just my drive is just to just to be better be better than I was yesterday and stronger, faster. So, and I just, I just love the process. I love doing it. Love just getting stronger and getting faster and improving like workout times or improving my skills or something like that. 
it's just always a challenge. It's always fun. So um, with the CrossFit Open going on right now, and some people probably yeah. don't know what that is, but it's a worldwide competition. It's five weeks. It's mm-hmm. online. Every week a workout is announced, and you have four or five days to complete it with a judge inside of affiliate, or you have to film it. How did the last one go? 18.3 is what they call it. But the third, <laughs> how did that one go for you? Oh, not great. Um, I got 220 reps with like a 248 tie break time. So um, my I hurt my shoulder the first day of the Open doing the clean and jerks with the dumbbell. Oh. And I don't even know how I did it. It was it's, it's not it's not even like an old injury or I was just doing the clean and jerks and I kind of I paced it out too much. Like um, I held within one or two seconds for every round. Um, and so I wanted to hit it again, but after the workout, it felt like my shoulder was bruised. Like I maybe hit it too many times with the dumbbell. Yeah. And that night it kind of like tightened up. And then ever since then it's been, I couldn't even do a push up or a pull up. Yeah. So the open has not been fun this year, even though I'm for sure more fit than I was than ever have been doing the open This is my third open. And I was kind of excited about this open because things were things were clicking, things were coming together. I was, I mean, my numbers have gone way up for strength. Numbers have gone way up, and so I was I was excited because that's always what's killed me in the open is things that are heavy. And so, yeah, this year, that first day, like Thursday, when the open workout got released, I did that workout, kind of overpaced it, and wanted to hit it again, and my shoulder would not let me. So it's been it's been a limping process i've been trying to limp through the open this year oh man that's and that happens every year i don't know how many i've done every open and i I Mm. plan on it it's uh as an owner of the gym i feel like i try to get everyone to do it just to build community and and i think it's pretty exciting to see people get prs or get new movements and it puts an emphasis on a certain skill this year's been different for me i've I've been just doing it like on Friday and walking away yeah. and yeah and just uh, that's like that's, that's me. Not, yeah that's not normal I usually redo it and try to at least yeah. game it a better but it's been it's been a unique year where I was just I'm having fun and uh, yeah. not one of my scores has counted for our team yet which is awesome <laughs> that's never happened before I thought, but I thought this last one did did someone beat you oh uh, well, Cole, Cole Sager got eight hundred and something reps, and I think Jake. I, know. I think Jake Mason might have got eight hundred reps too. But yeah. I watched Jake do it, and the workout we're talking about is double unders and a ton of double unders. A lot of double unders, jump, a lot of jump rope, and some skills like mm-hmm. overhead squat and dumbbell snatch and uh, muscle ups and bar muscle ups. But yeah, uh, mm-hmm. watching those guys do it, it's just it blows my mind how the sport is has just evolved i got in when when there just wasn't that many people so you know we qualified for the games twice and and as a team and we got to experience that and now that is just i mean if you make it to regionals that's special um yeah you're so you've competed you've competed at regionals um on a team twice yep and then hopefully this year we'll see (laughs) We're, we're doing pretty well so far but we got two left Two workouts left. Um, yeah, two. So 2015, I started CrossFit kind of 2014, and then 2015 made a lot of 
improvements from January to regionals and they put me on the team. That was fun. That was the year that Alicia got hurt. So we didn't see you guys. Oh yeah. Yep. And then 2016, we had like four of our girls get pregnant and (laughs) we had no girls. So we, we didn't make it that year. And then 2017, I went again with a pretty much brand new team. I was the only returner. And how was it? It was, it was fun. It was a lot different. I think from 2015 to 2017, just the how they changed it with the worm and there's like no heavy, nothing heavy. And yeah, it was a completely different regionals. It was still a lot of fun. So yeah, you're not really a big, big guy. Like how tall are you? Uh, About five, seven and a half. But you're thick. What do you, what do you weigh? 182 right now. Oh yeah. So you're pretty jacked. What, uh, tell us some of your strength numbers. Like what's your clean and Uh, jerk? What's your snatch? So clean and jerk right now is, 315 that's if i can jerk it um i can clean a lot more and then i can snatch i had 255 like three times under it locked out for a second and it's just not in the right spot but i've hit 250 on a snatch and then deadlift is better it's somewhere in the 500 pound ballpark and back squats about 455 yeah, you are you've significantly gotten stronger since I've met you. Yeah, for sure. When I started, so when I went to regionals in 2015, right after I started CrossFit, I think my snatch, I hit 185 at regionals and I had just barely hit like 215 before regionals. And then a uh, clean and jerk was like 265. And I could barely, it was like rough. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely been a work in progress. And I'm not a big guy, like you said. Um, so, But I've always been kind of strong. I mean, before I did CrossFit, I was just lifted a lot. And I my bench was up to like 365. Yeah, well, that's cool. And a lot of people don't necessarily you know, understand that we're talking about competitive CrossFit and this is the CrossFit that I don't preach. I preach regular old CrossFit for people that are wanting to get in shape for elk hunting because it will really make a difference in how you perform and how you recover. And let's be honest, every CrossFit workout, you have an opportunity to step off the gas pedal. You have an opportunity to quit mentally and you're doing all these workouts throughout the year and you're always saying no to yourself and you're pushing through and you get mentally tougher which helps in the elk hunting woods so before i i used to obviously uh started training to hunt with kenton a long time ago and we we parted ways and he stepped up the challenge part that was like that's what he decided to do and you've won five national championships what what Uh, are not just regular regional events oh okay well, you've won five regional events. What what are some of the things you're doing and they're testing that uh, has helped you in, in getting ready for elk hunting season? What are some of the oh, stuff they have you guys do? Being, being confident with a bow for sure. Um, and then shooting with a high heart rate um, and having the confidence to shoot with a high heart rate. Um, but mo- mostly it's just that confidence with a bow. It's just, um, I mean, carrying, you're running around with your bow for miles in the mountains. You're doing like, you're shooting a target with a high heart rate. So you run, say like a quarter mile from one target to the next. And then you shoot your bow, like you're, you're racing. So you're shooting it as quick as you can. And then you're doing 
a workout, say burpees, and then you're running to the next target. Um, and you have 20 pounds in your backpack. And so just, just the biggest thing has been just confidence with a bow and just with a bow in my hand. And I don't know, cause I'm more comfortable with a bow in my hand than I am with a rifle in my hand. I feel like I can make a quicker, cleaner shot with a bow than I can with a rifle in like a hundred yards or less for sure. And then just, and just pushing yourself, it gives you something to push yourself against too. So if you don't have a goal, like if you're not practicing for, you're just going out to shoot, just, um, it may not be as, you may not be as motivated to do it than if like you're training for a train hunt event or, um, something like that. And so it gives you, gives you motivation to get out there and shoot, be like, Oh, I have to go shoot every day because I know my, my competition is out there shooting every day. And so it just makes you, makes you want to practice more. So what are some realistic, perfect practice type things people could incorporate to be better at shooting their bow under duress, which is going to happen in the elk woods? Um, one thing I would, I did a lot of is was just, I have this just like a 400 meter and I would just sprint it as hard as I could and then come back, pick up my bow and try to shoot it. And like, you know, after a sprint, you're kind of like shaky. And, um, so I would try to like, like really, really, really maximize my heart rate and try to get it down and shoot as quick as I could. And I would just practice that. So 400 meters as hard as I could come back, pick up my bow try to knock my arrow because you have to practice all that stuff. Like when you're shaky and your heart rate's up, trying to knock an arrow can be the hardest thing ever if you haven't like done it. Um, so knock an arrow, hook it up, pull back, take, take a couple deep breaths and just practice that good shot, good follow through kind of getting your mind, getting your mind to do things under duress that you don't want to, I don't know that you don't normally do. All right. So, We'll kind of wrap this up. I want to talk to you a little bit about um, your elk plans for 2018. Are you going to stick to just public land over-the-counter stuff, or do you put in for any other states? No, I don't put in for any states. I don't even do the special Idaho draws. I just feel like I need need to be able to set aside time if I'm going to do that stuff, and right now I can just set aside time for over-the-counter just because you you pay for that stuff. So, yeah, I'll just do over-the-counter elk. A tag, Idaho, <laughs> and hopefully you'll be um, able to get some more time out than just five or six days. Yeah, I want to shoot. I want to shoot a good elk in Idaho before going to go to different states and stuff. Yeah, well, Matt, it's good talking to you, dude. I mean, we could sit here and talk about CrossFit forever. I don't want to bore people, but I think yeah. it's pretty cool that you have you're just a fiery competitor. And I'm sorry about your injury. You'll get yeah, through it. Your team will still get better. Your team will make it. You'll be able to step up. And uh, I, I wish you guys best of luck, man. Yeah, thanks, man. You too, your team. They're doing pretty, pretty well. Good yeah. luck. So we're so we got your RX meals, or is it getrxmeals.com? Yeah, getrxmeals.com. Okay, I'm gonna check that out for sure. We'll talk shop, um, and then yeah, we'll talk about that. Get get a fridge for sure, and then as far as. Um, do you have any articles out there or do you written anything or where can people find you on social media, that kind of stuff? Um, I'm on Instagram is the main one I use is a uh, Robin hood underscore 88 or Robin dot hood underscore 88. I think it is that one. I post probably the most stuff on Facebook. I don't really post a lot on. Um, and then 
Yeah, you can always message me on Facebook, though. Matt Anderson. Yeah. There's well, probably a million, a million of them, but I'm friends with you, and I'm friends with, I don't know, a couple other people in the area. Well, we will definitely have to hang out uh, up on the Joe this year. Um, yeah, for sure. Get the family together. and uh, It was just good talking to you, man, and uh, keep grinding. Keep grinding, and uh, really proud of your guys' entrepreneur. Do you have any entrepreneur advice, anyone out there that's thinking about Yeah, I don't know. Just don't be afraid to find, seek out people that are smarter than you. Um, that, cause I mean, there's no, it, it, there's always a, a way to do things that people have figured out and it just, it just saves you a ton of time, a ton of headache to just pay people that are good at it to do it for you or like to, to show you or just seek out some wise wisdom, wise advice. That's the biggest thing I'd say starting a business. Well, uh, you guys are going to be successful. I have no doubt. All right, Matt. Well, have a good day. We'll talk to you later, man.